I mean, let's get this thing off the right way. A little Sweet Home Alabama going on because we're bringing on the Alabama boy himself, Mr. Jordan Lee, tonight. Let's get this thing off right. I'm feeling good. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup there. You saw it. You guys saw me live, go live on KBF. My apologies. We're live here now on uh, on Westbrook on the right channel. Getting ready to rock and roll. Let's get this thing started the right way. You guys ready? Because I'm ready. Brad, you ready? Uh, ready? Brad said he's born ready. Let's do this. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What's going on, guys? Welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. And holy crap, have we got a show for you guys going on tonight. Uh, I mean, the champ is here. Like, the champ is here. Rumble, young man, rumble. The champ is in the building. He's in the waiting room right now with that little that little grin that Jordan Lee has shaking his head. He's ready like it was Gunnersville Saturday morning. And he's sitting in a native. He's ready for a round to plead the fifth, guys. I talked to him this morning. He said nothing was off limits. And he didn't need no warm-ups. He was ready for any of the six questions that I throw at him that he didn't need no dang plead the fifth. So we're going to get into it pretty heavy tonight. It's going to be a good show. Uh, this is our second MLF pro in the last month, six weeks. So, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and not only that, but you know, Dave and Dave, Dave, with respect to Dave, Dave is undefeated in his kayak. Jordan has yet to prove that. So we're going to see what happens there. Dave, Dave's undefeated in his bona fide. Let's see if Jordan can make it this weekend on Gunnersville. uh, pretty much his home water. Let's just be honest and see if he can be undefeated with what looks like to be over a hundred different kayak anglers from all over the country coming to basically chase him down. Everybody wants to beat him, right? Like, I don't know that anybody, I don't know that anybody's fighting each other. I think everybody's fighting him. And I don't know if you guys ever seen, seen Jordan or not, but Jordan's a feisty guy, but he's like 145 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pockets, but he's got fire. He's a Bama boy. Now don't let him, don't let him fool you. Okay. So, uh, a couple things. Let's get some business squared away and get this show kicked off the right way. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the Westbrook Wednesday show. If you guys are checking this out on a podcast and you're not watching live, uh, stick stick around because the show is going to be good. But you're definitely missing it live uh, because this is this is going to be good stuff tonight. Um, we've got uh, we've got an incredible uh, set of six questions and interview tonight. Um, a couple things first, Michael Good. Uh, Miss Wheezy's in the house, J.J. Morgan, Fletch Griffin, Todd Patrick, uh, Jake McCormick. What's going on, brother? And uh, Tony Evans, you guys are keeping in here. Uh, Ian Hayes, uh, Gary, what's going on, guys? What's going on? A couple things I want to discuss real quick. Um, first things first, let me give a big shout out. KBF, Chad Hoover. It's his birthday today. Congratulations. Uh, happy birthday, bro. I think he's like 75 today or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's not 75, but he's old. So uh, shout out to the big bald man himself. Uh, happy birthday, bro. Um, two things I want you guys to do uh, as you guys are just getting in the room, and this is important. I want you to comment in the comment section over there. Let us know where you guys are watching from. Y'all know we love seeing that feedback. You guys know that we love seeing, uh, you know, where you guys are tuning in and how you guys are tuning in. I got to hide my Alabama license plate on the wall over there. Jordan's going to, Jordan's already saw it. So I'm in trouble now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so uh, as you guys didn't know, he's an Auburn alum. So this could get interesting quickly. Uh, so where I totally lost track. Where was I at, Brad? I got, I got distracted with Jordan licking his chumps. 
Yeah, let us let us know where you guys are from. And then secondly, I want you guys to go in and share this interview. Now, let me let me preference this. I know that everybody gets on there and they plead and they say, hey, share this, do that, do this. Um, guys, every single week when we do this show, throwing those shares up and show, sharing that Instagram square, even if you're not necessarily competing for the prize or you're not, you know, you may or may not can watch uh, the views, the rating, those impressions, those type of things that we get from that point blank. That's how we continue to do this show is by you guys engaging and talking and sharing. So if you guys don't mind, y'all drop that share button down below and let everybody know that you guys are on tonight, uh, getting ready to tune in and watch an interview unlike one Jordan Lee has ever done before. Um, with that, no more talk about it. We're going to bring on the champ himself. This guy really needs no introduction other than to say that this man has done more in the last six years or the first six years of his career than most uh, uh, anglers do in their entire 60-year career. He's a two-time back-to-back. Let me repeat that, Brad. Do you realize he's one of three? Only three in the world. And I believe it's KVD, Rick Klun, and Jordan Lee are the only three back-to-back Bassmaster Classic champs ever. And I believe there's only six that have won multiples. So somebody can stat check me if that's wrong. But I think that's insane. This guy also kicked over into MLF this year. And not only that, but then took the first tournament in Florida in MLF and that airs this Saturday. So if you don't make it over to uh to to Gunnersville to fish with Jordan, you can watch Jordan in that tournament on Discovery Channel this Saturday this Saturday morning evening. I'll get those stats and then we'll throw those up there. Brad, check that out for me. I want to say it's Saturday morning, but without further ado, Mr. Jordan Lee, everybody, let me fix his mic. Boom. What's going on, buddy? On we're good. Yeah, man, I'm good. Doing good. Just, you know, the first thing I notice when I'm on th- this show, yeah, is, is the Alabama tag you got in the background, bro. Right there. Dude, this is my home office, and, I, and I'm I'm a Bama, a uh, born and bred Bama guy myself. He did. I'm, I'm from a town in Alabama that makes Coleman look like Atlanta, bro. That's where I'm from, <laughs> born and raised. Yeah. So it's in my blood, man. It's in my blood. You didn't mention that before I got on the show, but it's all good. I mean, you know, you know, hey, I mentioned the kick six game because you were you were attending Auburn during the 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 notorious kick six game, and uh, you know during you know and and so uh, yeah, there's there's there we're gonna we're gonna have some conversations about Alabama and, and Auburn and some of that in some of my notes. So yeah, it will be good. Got five pages of notes, so he's done his homework. I mean, there's no no doubt about that. <laughs> viewing in yeah he, he's he's doing his homework for sure this this should be fun man this should be fun so first things first man welcome to the show i know that last night you were on the kbn page and did an interview with uh with jeff and 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 ryan and and that was a great interview if you guys missed that go check that on their page uh go check go download their podcast but great interview last night i was able to watch it um you know and i just i seen more and more following your instagram of course you know and, and seeing things like that you're spending a lot more time you know, in that native and, you know, and, and coming into some of what, you know, on the, you know, quotes down season, I, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, that, that, uh, you know, seeing you and Sage, your, your chocolate lab, seeing right some photos of you guys, you got Sage with you. Sage oh, man, we got to get Sage some college, some camera time. Oh, oh, oh. I like Sage more than I like Jordan. If we're being honest, look at that. Oh my goodness. Hey Sage. Yeah. She's all over me now. Oh my goodness. Well, I got to deal with this. Is what I was dealing with. I think she's, She's a little excited right now. She must know that I'm on camera. Well, Shade, you're welcome on camera anytime you want to come on camera. She usually shows out. She smells these sunflower seeds. That's what she smells. <laughs> now, Shade, right, yeah. Shade is about four or five now, right? 
Yeah, she's four. She's fixing to be four coming up soon. So. I got you. I got you. So now, um, I don't, I don't think you've seen the show before, but let me give you a little bit of precedence of what the show is before we dive into round to plead the fifth. If you guys have got comments, you got questions, you got thoughts, drop those in the comment section over here. If it's something we can get to, fantastic. If not, then, uh, then, then maybe old Joe will be able to reach back around over here to you guys and 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 answer some questions for you guys a little bit later on at the end of this. But you guys know how we do this on Westbrook Wednesday. So, uh, Jordan. So here's how we do this, bro. This is uh, a little bit like we talked about. The entire design and built and build of this show was designed to uh, share the community a little bit the way that we do in these plastic boats. We say around here that the best people on earth paddle little plastic boats, right? That's where they put their butts. And so this show was kind of built in having those conversations that we have when we're sitting in these kayaks on the water, the conversations that you have in between casts, right? Yep. So that's the conversation we're going to have tonight. We've built it into a game that we call Plead the Fifth. Now, this I game, I didn't say that I, and I'm just making this for all the viewers out there. I did not say that I was not going to plead the fifth. I said I was ready. <laughs> I was, was going to be as ready as I, as I can be. But it sounds like he's done his homework and he's going to have some good ones ready. I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what he's got, well, got to say. If you decide to plead the fifth, you only get one. And you've you, you've committed in the in the in the contract that you verbally signed that you physically signed in an email. Which didn't happen. I made that up. Yeah, it sounded good. <laughs> but you you're, you're committed to six questions with us tonight. You get one plead the fifth. If you decide to use that, Jordan, all you have to say is I plead the fifth. There'll be zero follow up questions. I may smirk a little bit, but we'll go straight on into the next question. Okay. 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 Don't start me off too tough. Give me give me a give me a couple give me a couple easy ones to start off with. So I'm not plead the fifth. In the first. I, I'm not gonna lie. I think the first question is literally the easiest question that you're gonna get out of me. All right. That sounds good. All right, so are you ready? I'm ready. You understand the rules and you're ready to rock and roll. Doesn't sound like there's many rules, but I, I got you. <laughs> All right, I don't know what's going on with my mic. Let me get my 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 tripod there. It's kicking my camera around a little bit. All right, guys. Uh, Josh Tatum, Chris Funk, Tony Evans, Chris Ellis, Jay McCormick. What's going on, guys? Thomas Rice, y'all get ready to tune in. Here we go. This is Westbrook Wednesday. This is Plead the Fifth, and we are live with Jordan Lee. Jordan, question number one, bro. Coleman, Alabama. That is currently home. That's where you were born and bred. You have a everyone knows that you're you're part of the dynamic duo of the Lee brothers. Your older brother Matt is about two years older than you. Um, you guys have been described as night and day, both on and off the water, in in countless email or, or interviews and and, wow. and 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 things like that. Growing up in Coleman here in the South. How do you think that 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 life has helped shape you into the man that you are today? You know, uh, Coleman was a, is a, was a great place to grow up for me. You know, I think I owe a lot of what I am today, or, or what I've grown. You know, I guess I, I guess you could say I'm a man now. But my parents really, they you know, I owe a lot to my parents, and and you know, they made sure I was fishing when I you know when I was growing up and I was serious about it, you know, they didn't take it really as a joke. So I, I feel like over really where I grew up, you know, the town more or less, my parents kind of, you know, led the way for me and Matt and, uh, you know, made it possible so we could try to, you know, live our dreams. So I think that that, that kind of answers the question, you know, I, I feel like where I grew up Coleman, obviously being, 
in North Alabama, you got all these different fisheries too. You got Smith Lake, Gunnersville. You know, we were always on the water growing up on on Gunnersville when I was just, you know, I have pictures when I was four or five years old, six years old. Couldn't even, I mean, didn't know what I was doing, but I was fishing and I was, you know, walking the banks of Gunnersville and, you know, fishing around the house. So now you now you didn't go far, but Gunnersville is as far as as far as you've gone where you've actually lived full time, right? That was as far as you left from home. Yep, yep. Gunnersville and Auburn. I mean, those those were the only three places I really lived. So I've always lived in Alabama. So I mean, so what brought you back? I mean, you're at a point where you could live on any body of water you want to mm-hmm. raise your family. I mean, was it was it was it mom and dad and home and what's familiar? I mean, what what brought you back to Coleman when yeah. you and your wife settled in? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I lived in Gunnersville for about four years, five years after school. And I moved there just, you know, basically to fish, uh, didn't have any really responsibilities, just me and Matt. We're, we're in a house in Gunnersville and I, I recently moved back to Coleman, uh, a little closer to where I grew up, but just the town is, a uh, you know, a, a really nice town. You know, it's a place that when we start a family, that that's kind of where we want to live and, and, you know, raise the families in Coleman. Uh, it's just a, you know, everybody, would say that about their hometown, you know, but Coleman is a good place to live. It's, you know, pretty accessible to, to a bunch of different lakes. And I'm not just, uh, if I want to go to Smith Lake too, or jump right on the interstate, you know, on 65, I can do that. Uh, you know, right here in Coleman. Now, when you go into a gas station in Coleman, is it the same for you as going into a gas station, say on Chickamauga? You know, not, do you get the Jordan Lee treatment at home? Not, not, not as much as you'd think, which is, which is really kind of refreshing, you know, to me. I mean, I go into all kinds of, you know, places, obviously in Coleman and, and there's some places, obviously people know who I am and, and things like that, but not every gas station I walk in, you know, I, I get that, get that treatment. But most, most of the time it's around a, you know, a lake or something like that. You know, if I walk in a waterfront on Lake Gunnersville or, you know, Michael Neal's gas station on Chickamauga, it's a fishing community. So people are obviously going to know you and talk to you and stuff like that, which is cool. But, you know, if I walk, you know, in a random gas station of Marathon in Coleman, I mean, a bunch of rednecks, kind of like me, and uh, I just kind of fit right in. Well, you know, old Clun back in the day used to, you know, was signing, you know, was, was doing autographs and signing babies, you know, signing, you know, signing women back in, you know, back in the eighties and stuff like that. I mean, nowadays it's pretty much a selfie is what everybody seeks from you, right? Selfies. Yeah. That's, you know, and now, now cell phones are a lot more popular, I think, than when Clun was around in his prime. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's cool though. I always love that. Love that part of it. All right, sweet. All right, rolling into question two. See how easy that was, bro? Yeah, I feel like it's going to get extremely hard. Really no way, bro. Totally easy. Totally easy. Um, all right, this is a two-part question. I'm going right. to answer the first part, and then I'll roll into the second half of the question. Same topic. Uh, you're a well-known Auburn alum. You found a lot of success behind the reel for the Tigers. Um, they've had a phenomenal year this past year. How well do you stay connected with with that organization now and with that fishing club yeah there's a few anglers that are they're on the team now uh, uh logan and and Lynn and uh i draw a blank uh logan parks you know I, I talked to him quite a bit and lucas i'm sorry sorry shout out to lucas he's watching uh but no lucas and uh, logan they're partners on our team and they've kind of 
really took over down there. And it was cool when I was in school. They actually went to school at Auburn High. And uh, we went fishing, you know, just kind of walking the banks in a pond one day. And now they're on the Auburn's team and they're they're killing it. They've, they've won several tournaments. And, you know, I stay somewhat connected to, you know, those guys and, you know, try to keep up as much as I can with how they're doing throughout the year. And, you know, like you said, they've, they've had a really good year this year. And uh, so I, I still stay connected and want to see how they're doing, you know, at Auburn and keep up with them. All right. So part two of this question over the next decade, would you rather give up any chance of you taking home an AOI or give up any chance of Auburn winning a fishing championship? Oh man. Uh, I would, I would say I, I'm not going to give up the AOI. That's, <laughs> that, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really not. I think Auburn. Sorry, can- Auburn. I think they can. I think Auburn can hold their own, but I think I'm going to go with the AOI. That's that's once in a lifetime kind of deal. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fend for myself on this one. I'm gonna be selfish. And wow, go with- not the PC answer I was expecting. Outstanding. Hey, I love that though. I mean, you're absolutely right, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the selfish answer on that and uh, go go with the AOI. That would be uh, that'd be pretty sweet. Now, AOI or, or or Auburn loses to Bama every single year in the Iron Bowl for the next decade. Oh, now that's a <laughs> I think I think the nah nah I, I would I would give up a AOI. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Saban's getting older, bro. He Saban ain't gonna make it forever. He's getting older nowadays. Yeah, so. I'm gonna give up AOI for for Auburn to, <laughs> to win a couple. But yeah, again, a decade straight of Iron Bowls, I'd give up AOI for that. Oh too. yeah, totally. So yeah. Totally give it. I'd give up two AOIs for that. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's how you know the hate runs deep right there, guys. That's how you know the hate runs deep. Yeah. All right. See, question two, bro. You look at there. You're you're a third of the way down, man. Super simple, right? I don't know. It's I got I, I say that smart. It's question not- three. Question three gets a little deeper here. Now, this is a game that my my personal family plays daily at the dinner table. It's a game that we call high low. We do it with our day-to-day life. Every day you come in, you sit at the table with our toddlers, and you say you're, you give your high and you give your low, no particular order, of what that day was, your highest moment of the day and your lowest moment of the day. Gotcha. And it forces conversation. I'm looking for your high-low to this point in life. Man. Or either way you want to. I told you, man, this, is, this, is, this, is not, uh, this isn't what color chatterbait are you throwing on chick. This is real conversation, bro. Um. Probably the high. I'll start with the highest. Uh, probably the highest was the the last classic that I the one in 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 uh, Lake Hartwell. Um, for a few different reasons, you know, uh, I had all my family there, all my friends. You know, a lot of people I grew up fishing with that you know didn't get to make it to my first classic. You know, obviously the wife and, and everybody that, you know, is, is real close to me, they were there, you know, all, a lot of them were on the water. You know, the, the, uh, Gavin Ellis, he, uh, he, he got me started in the tournament fishing and nobody knows who he is. And, but, you know, he got me started and he came to that classic and was on the water every day. And it was just so cool to win that tournament in front of, you know, having all your family there and everybody, you know, that means anything to you and just to see, 
the the joy I guess that they had for you that was a, a real I mean that was the highest day for me and, and just what that that meant for basically my career and what I love to do and you know it, it pretty much changes everything so that was for sure I, I'm not gonna say for sure but that was up there in, in at the highest day um, how does that second classic solidify who you are and your reputation and your domination in that sport because i mean people and not that people were doing it but i mean you were i mean you're still a young guy now mm -hmm. but when you won that first one i mean the odds were severely stacked against you on the last day and you know you you know you kind of had already kind of came became that comeback kind of kid and won that first one you know people can say you know you know all some luck here or he found the right fish or right place right time but to but to go into a second one, I mean, how I mean, wh why that second one so much more important than that first? Do you think in your mind? Um, just you know, one of the biggest reasons, like I said, was just having you know all my close friends and family there uh, that didn't you know a lot of my close friends didn't get to make to that first classic, and a few of them were were, were there. But uh, you know, just to win that tournament, I knew what it meant. You know, I I already lived it for years, so I kind I could kind of you know, I, I knew what to expect and I knew, uh, you know, what a big deal that tournament was at the time for, for me, just as, you know, for your career, um, you know, basically your whole life. And I've worked, you know, since I was pretty much in high school, you could say, you know, my goals were always to get to, you know, the pinnacle of fishing. And, you know, I'd, I'd always dreamed about that. And, you know, winning the first one was for sure um, amazing, but to do it back to back, you know, with a select few guys doing that and and everything, what it, what it, just everything that it brings with the, that classic, you know, brought to to me and our, my family and all that. I mean, it just uh, was it was a big moment for me overall. All right. all right, good answer, good answer. So the low, bro, the low. You know, the low. I would say, I you know. In fishing, um, I've had you know probably, and it was it was a tough moment for me. I would say uh, I don't know. I've had a few low moments in fishing. I, the the first the five, I remember the the first day of my elite series career. You know, you go out. Um, and you're, you're hoping for a, a great year. And I remember starting that tournament off and Sage is looking me to death. I started that tournament off in, in a hundred and, and second, almost dead last. So my, my first day of my, my first elite series career, uh, you know, the first year, um, starting off the tournament in dead last, um, pretty much dead last was not the way I really wanted to start off. You can see Sage walk. Uh, want to start off my career. Um, that one comes to mind. Another one comes to mind that was a tough moment was when Matt and I were, um, you know, fishing against each other. He made it the classic, you know, and obviously I'm happy for him. But to be in that, you know, the last two um, for a college angler to make it to the classic, you know, that was just the start of it. And I really hate now when I see, you know, it comes down to two anglers in the in the classic bracket and, you know, to go to to go to that. And that changes, you know, 
pretty much changes your career from a young angler. And uh, Matt won it that year. And that was tough for me to swallow. I remember driving home. I still remember that. And, and you know, I was just uh, – I was severely bummed thinking that, you know, that may be my only chance from for the next five to ten years to make it to uh, to the high stage because, you know, you don't know what the future holds. You don't know. That, that was your thought process after that loss? I mean, you're going home and you're – and I mean, you're literally contemplating, like, you may not have another shot at that? I mean, that's kind of what you think because you really don't know in fishing when you're going to get that next shot. Um, and, you know, I wasn't – I was hoping – I was hoping it wasn't. But uh, at the time that day, you know, driving home from, you know, Little Rock or over, over in that area, that was a, a tough drive, uh, you know, coming home and, and just thinking, you know, that, uh, you know, you weren't really going to have an, uh, another shot in the next, you know, next while for sure you know and and like i said you don't know what the future holds but that was a tough day i know that you guys i want to pick on that a little bit i know that you that you guys are super close and that y'all you know super tight family all the way around i mean leading into that i mean how was that conversation with mom and dad i mean how was that you know i mean like going into it and then how you know what was that process like coming out of it i mean now you're several years removed you guys have both found tremendous success in your own careers but I mean, you know, but going into that and coming out of that, I mean, that was a family ordeal. It was. Yeah. You know, having mom and dad there and when Matt and I were fishing off against each other, they knew one of us was obviously going to make the classic and, you know, everything was going to be great for that, you know, you know, for that son going into the next year. I mean, you get a truck, you get a boat, you get your opens paid for, you know, and and so that was a, I mean, besides me, I mean, th that was super tough for them. And, and they knew what my, my dream was growing up and they knew what a big deal it was to me and my brother. And so that was, it was such a high and such a low. I mean, you couldn't really even explain it for, for them as well, knowing that, um, you know, uh, one, one brother's going to classic, everything's going to be so so amazing and the, and the, the other brother's just going to be kind of you know not really sh shunned to the side but i mean you know you weren't going to get to live you know basically your dream that that next year and uh so that was really tough for them you know as well incredible incredible all right guys if you guys are just tuning in welcome to westbrook wednesday i'm your host scott butcher we're on with mlf pro jordan lee and we're three questions in, and he's utterly dominating this conversation so far. Uh, uh, two things. Uh, if you guys just tuned in, drop your uh, drop where you're watching from in the comment section, and then go in and smash that share button because we're fixing to run a 10XD across Jordan Lee's Instagram. So let's dive into question number four, Bross, man. This is the crankbait your Instagram segment. I've gone through and dug through your Instagram and found a bunch of photos and I'm going to pull those up on screen and I want you just to give me a little bit more conversation about what yep. that photo is. You're either, you're going to, you're going to, I know you had to dig deep for sure. But you got yeah. a lot of Instagram posts. I just have to say. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. dug that 10X day deep down in them. Yeah. Places. Yeah. We, 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 we did, bro. We're going to start off easy though, bro. Starting off oh, easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at that face though, right? Look at those bass. What's yeah, going on here? Polo. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> So that's really, honestly, the first day. I can't read the text, but that's that's one of the first days I really got hooked on fishing. I can't believe that actually, I don't even know what 
you know, my dad took the picture probably, but that's at my grandfather's pond. I was probably around 10 years old after school. Um, you know, that's probably 18, 19, 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, that's where I really kind of caught the bug, so to speak, was at my grandfather's pond catching those big fish. Um, and that got me hooked. You know, I was out there by myself and, uh, remember catching them on a, caught those on a yum dinger. I, I can still remember that just weightless. And, uh, yeah, from then on I was, I was hooked, you know, ready to, um, you know, learn as much as I could. I mean, I was just, you know, after that day, I was just fired up about fishing in general and, and wanted to try to learn more about it. Well, it's funny, you know, it's kind of coming full circle here because, you know, you talk about it in, in the comment, and I know you can't read it, but in the comment section down here, you talk about the little John boat with a paddle in your pop's pond, and it's a day you'll never forget. And here you are this sat this Saturday getting back into a little bit bigger pond and uh, you know, in a pedal drive, I believe, in your native, right? So yep. yeah, so kind of coming full circle here, man. You've made it. You're in the kayak space now. Cool. Coming full circle for sure. That's that's the that's the fun thing for me. Get back in the kayak. And, uh, that's why I enjoy doing it. You know, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy fishing the tournament and that's what I do. But, uh, you know, getting back in the kayak, getting it back in the small boat. Um, pretty, pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Now, this appears to be a Snapchat that you screenshotted from somebody. I'm not going to name names, yeah. uh, but it says, uh, it's, it says mega school and it looks, it looks like it has a, a, a little red ring around a, uh, a, a nice collection of co-eds what would appear to be at the college of Auburn. So, I mean, what's going on here? I think I'm going to, I'm going to throw him under the bus right now. <laughs> um, I believe this was a Snapchat from Justin Atkins. Oh, Justin. I'm pretty sure. And this, this actually, I don't think was in Auburn because I, I got it from him. So I think this was it possibly Mississippi state. And looks like there's uh, four or five sorority girls or just women um, out to the side. And that's that's the congregated mega school. That's that's what you want to see dotted up on your graph. And, and and to the left right there is the kicker, which is I'm probably guessing she was, you know, the best looking of the bunch off by herself kind of like a you know the 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 big one of the tournaments kind of gonna be you yeah know. there's there's the 10 over here with a pack of sixes and sevens over here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, so, it, make, it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense perfect sense so, apologies to our female audience if you're offended get over it yeah that was from college so you gotta give me <laughs> and, and that wasn't even me that was somebody That's else correct you just posted this guy's ignorant behavior july 29 2013 yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah. no, August 29th, twenty thirteen. So yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, I was single and all that. And I was. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Kristen. If, Instagram, uh, Instagram in college, you know, when I when I post pictures in Instagram in college, you know, you, you, yeah, I never even really went back and deleted anything, but I, there wasn't anything too bad on there, so I didn't. Really no, there was a, there was a few that I skipped over, but I no, it's okay. Ah. Brad, 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 Cody behind me. Y'all know, y'all know, B Rad's in the house. He just dropped your links to Instagram, so. Before this interview, guys, is over. You guys can go in and get that. Y'all can go screenshot all the pictures before Jordan has to go take them all down. Yeah, you can go find some good ones. You have to dig 
dig deep. You do got to dig. It's like 10 minutes of scrolling before you get to the bottom. Just a heads up, guys. I did it twice a day. <laughs> so right here, boss man, it says uh, this uh, appears to be September 29th, 2013. And it says dreams come true. 2014 classic bound on Lake Gunnersville. Again, coming back full circle. Uh, you are in the uh, in the Auburn jersey. There it looks like a big camera boom. Waving the fans, uh, high fiving on the way. It looks like the way in. What's I mean, what what's what was going on here, and what was in your mind, and, and what set this up? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the year after I lost. You know, Matt and I had made it to final day, and so this was a I was a senior, um, fixing to graduate college, and you know, not really knowing what I'm going to do. I mean, I don't have a, I, I'm I know I'm not going to just go out and get a job the next year, but um, you know, I, I always wanted to, uh, you know, fish for a living, fish full time. And this was the best route it, by far to make it there. And, uh, they had just announced probably, probably a month, uh, month prior to that, that the classic was on Gunnersville. And that's where I grew up fishing and everything. So, you know, I made it back to the the college classic bracket that year. There was eight guys, and it came down to me and my partner, Shane Powell, which me and him are still, you know, really, really good friends. Talked to him this past week. And so that was another tough moment. You know, not only did I fish against my brother, I had to fish against my best friend the next year. And, uh, th that moment was, uh, was special though for me. It was tough for Shane and kind of like what I experienced the, the year prior, but to make it to the classic, you know, to have a shot to, uh, you know, to fish on your home lake and kind of start my career. I knew I was going to fish all the opens that next year and, and try to make it to the leads. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, that was a, it was a, one of those high points in, in my career to, to make it the classic and just to kind of start, start everything rolling. Outstanding. Outstanding. Now this picture I know is going to make you smile. Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was recently, this was, uh, this year on mother's day, my mom, she, uh, she's, she's, they, they recently moved and they have a few ponds. She goes down there and fishes literally when it's, when it's not a hundred degrees out, she goes and fishes like every evening and uh we went we went down there and we're messing around on mother's day and she caught that four pounder on a on a shaky head which was pretty cool she's got a main hook set uh she she's still she still got it you know she kind of taught taught me or she would actually take me and my brother fishing uh and uh we would uh so we, we spent some time in the boat when i was younger she'd back me in on the lake she rides horses she's got horse trailers so she knows how to back a boat yeah, mama does it all she does it all so uh yeah so when i was younger she'd back me into the ramp and take me to tournaments and whole nine yards so that was pretty cool watching her reeling that four pounder in, in her pond that was awesome we're going we're going side scoot here and since this was mother's day and we're talking about moms i'm gonna kind of put you on blast here this isn't a plead the fifth question but i'm gonna put you on blast and give you an opportunity you know growing up with with you know with your mother raising two boys uh, you know, is, is there anything that you wanted to take an opportunity to maybe apologize to mom for that you maybe haven't before? Because, you know, oh, this is this internet, this interview lives forever. It, it does. You know, my dad, he was always, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to provide for us and he, he did provide for us, but he was a vet, he's a veterinarian. So he would spend, you know, 
long hours during the day working. So mom would be taking care of us. And, you know, probably the one thing that I point out that she did that was, was probably the most awesome thing that, that a mom could do was I was in high school and uh, this is the stuff she had to do. She probably wouldn't trade it for anything, but she drove me into a, a boat ramp. I, were, I was fishing a junior tournament and we didn't even, we didn't even get a hotel. We just slept in a parking lot of, of, you know, where I was fishing the next day because it was so late. There was no hotels around. And so she was, you know, we get there and we're just like, well, we're going to kick back and, and, and sleep. And, uh, so I apologize for that, mom. I mean, I mean, there's no telling. I don't, I don't think I would do that now or want Kristen to, you know, dry. It you know, when that, when that time comes, I couldn't imagine her sleeping in a boat, in a boat ramp, but, uh, the, thing, the things a mother's love will do, bro. Right. Crazy. I think most tournament guys have slept at a boat ramp. I can't, I, I'm telling you right now, uh, my mother would not do that. So shout out to moms. What's mom's yeah. name? Uh, Lee. Lee. outstanding well, well that i mean you know the, it's 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 you know uh moms like that that kind of you know give you the give you that superman cape around your back right make you feel make yeah, you feel pretty, you know uh you know bulletproof pretty awesome but uh there's a few times when i was younger uh i remember when i was 15 i was dr the driving two girls home from my house she wasn't home yet and so i was driving two girls back to their back to their house with a, with a buddy and she passed me and that was probably the maddest I've ever seen my mom. <laughs> I was 15. I couldn't drive. <laughs> well, I did things like that too. I wasn't, I wasn't always just, uh, I'm going to skip over the obvious question of why you had two girls in a car, taking them home at 15 years old. I'm just going to skip right over that and go right on in uh, here. To there was a friend, uh, another guy friend with me. So uh, we were just hanging out, but, but yeah, so that was the, probably the most, uh, pissed i've ever seen her for sure <laughs> all right so diving into we got we got two photos left here on the on the crankbait that instagram segment all right and uh this is uh this looks like it's uh june of 2016 i mean you got the legend over your shoulder there i mean what, what's what's going on here yeah this was uh this was a late this was at lake cayuga my rookie year on the leads um had a good year was leading this event uh, for two days after the second and the third day and uh going out with the lead you know you want to obviously win especially being a rookie in that position you know and just came up a little short i think i came up about a pound short and i watched van damme spew beer in my face on that stage so that was yeah that was that um there's not really much more to say. That was that was that was just depressing. I mean, it was a good week. I finished second, but you know, a uh, hundred thousand, you know, seventy five thousand dollars in just one fish. I had come off on a dot. That was pretty tough to swallow. Driving the old, the old rumor, the old rumor is true. Then, right? If you catch three hundred fish, the one that you the one you think about the most is the one that got away, right? Guaranteed. Oh yeah, what what all the the big ones I caught that week. And, uh, you know, wasn't just a clean, wasn't all the fish that I landed. It was that one three pounder, but yeah, that was, uh, but if I was going to lose, I always said it, that tournament, you know, I didn't, didn't have any classic trophies or anything like that. So, I mean, that was, that was the first chance of me, you know, trying to win. <coughs> and I think, 
I think for for those of us that that don't see you as a normal human being because you're so epic and how you do, uh, you know, and how you spend your time on the water, it's fun to remind people that you know that you know that you you didn't come in and just dominate from the start. You you know you did pay your dues. You did take the bumps and the bruises, even at the young age that you have. Yeah, you found a ton of success, but well, but, yeah, uh, and, but, and people, people don't don't see your uh, all the tough tournaments you had. I mean, I, I in the opens I stacked up some triple different triple digit finishes and uh you know I, I mean those are some bumps in the road and and stuff like that but yeah that that tournament was a uh, you know was definitely made me want it that much more and it makes it sweeter when you do win you know coming in second and coming that close yeah absolutely last photo here man this is a good one this is one of my favorites of you bro all through your instagram okay. i mean this is this is epic you and sage in the native I mean, oh, this is great. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's that was an awesome picture. I was doing a, uh, I guess it was we were fishing and doing a photo shoot with uh, um, Yakima slash Native, and uh, I got to take take Sage out for a little bit, doing some fishing in a little creek off Wheeler Lake right there. Um, but that was, that was a lot of fun, you know, taking her out. She did, she does good on the kayak. We, we were, that was the first time she'd been on one and, uh, yeah, but she's been on a boat since she was a puppy. Yeah. She'd been on the boat for a long, you know, so she, she doesn't jump in or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, she, that, that was, that was a pretty cool picture though. Um, but yeah, she, she'll watch that buzz bait all the way back to the boat. Guaranteed. <laughs> Ready for you to catch a fish, huh? all over it all over it got it well, dude look at there he survived the uh the the, the crane bake segment of the show man see easy up easy up you gotta smash that heart button smash that like button uh i think i'm not gonna lie i think if you guys rewind a little bit of this later on if you guys aren't or if you guys are listening to the podcast you guys can probably even feel that little bit of sweat that when i told him we were trolling his instagram he uh he, he made it through that pretty well though so yeah. um all right question five uh, you found a, a, a lifetime of success point blank in the first five or six years of your career. Most guys don't find that success in, in, in a 60 year career. I mean, just point blank. Um, I want to know when the conversation starts rolling around, like if you start looking at, at you know, at, at, at tiger chasing Palmer, you start looking at Johnson chasing Earnhardt, you look at LeBron chasing Jordan. And now a lot of people are, you know, are looking at this as, as here's Lee chasing Van Damme and, and how you get that greatness when you've accomplished so much, how are you gauging success now moving forward? And then secondly, what do you think you're going to look back on when you and Kristen are sitting on the front porch in rocking chairs with moon pies and a glass of milk, you know, watching the grandkids run around. I do you from Alabama. Don't tell me you don't need a moon pie. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm all about moon pies. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I, I think once you're in the game and once you're, you're, you're in it hard, uh, you don't really think about, you don't really judge yourself. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Tiger, you know, thinks of himself or he may, but, you know, I don't think the guys coming up, you know, think about taking over Tiger's realm or, you know, I think certain guys are in a, in a league of their own and, and um, you know, like Tiger's probably going to be one of the best golfers of all time. 
And, you know, you got guys like Jordan Spieth and the younger younger guys coming up. Same thing with, you know, there's there's several of us young guys, um, Jacob Wheeler, um, that I feel like are, you know, trying to, uh, you know, get to that get to that level. Um, Kevin, you know, I think he's going to go down for sure as the best angler of all time. But, um, you know, the the competition has changed a lot, I feel like, from 20 years ago. Now you have, I mean, tons of different, you know, anglers coming up and, and really good really good sticks and, and the, the game's, you know, progressively changing. It's, it's getting harder and harder to, to win. And uh, now with, you know, the MLF, uh, the, the field that they have now, I mean, it, it's hard to win a tournament. Whereas maybe 15 years ago on the elites, you didn't have, you know, that many guys, I mean, that were really a threat to win every tournament as you do now. And that that goes for you know really all the all the different leagues. I mean, there's there's so many good anglers now, and I don't think you can really judge, um, you know, how your success and and you know if you're better than this angler, you know, or anything like that. I think for all of us that do it for you know full time, we just want to be able to do you know do it for full time for the rest of our careers, and that's pretty much what what we want to do and that's our goals is just to have longevity and and do it for a long time there i mean but at the root of that though i mean there there, there's i you're you're doing in this first few years in your career i mean i don't i don't think any other angler has accomplished what you've done in in that short amount of time there has to be and and it's okay you know if if you know if, if it's not but from the outside, from a fan point of view, and it's and it's the same. It's the reason ESPN. Yeah. It's the reason ESPN exists. It's having that conversation of rankings, and you know, and I just I find it hard to believe that LeBron and his boys don't sit back and talk about six championships, right? How does how do you how do you feel with with MLF moving to its format, and and like you said, you know, you're taking eighty of the best anglers in the world, that point blank, any of those eighty guys can dominate any weekend on any of those bodies of water it's just it's a it's it's a new level of competition right it, it really is i mean uh it's hard to it's it's really hard to judge you know one angler to another unless you go on bass fan and look at the world rankings and you know you can see how often that changes i guess week to week um so it, it's hard for for us to judge that or to really even care about it. I mean, you know, after one year, you're pretty much, you know, your, your, your slates, I guess, clean. And you have, you know, the next year, I mean, you know, a lot of people look at Kevin and having a tough year, but he's had 20 great years. I mean, yeah. unbelievable years. And I mean, and he's won tons of tournaments more than anybody's ever going to, but I don't think you're going to see a guy like Kevin did in his prime where he goes out and wins tournament after tournament after tournament and wins angle year, angle year, angle year. It's just the, the odds are really, really stacked against you now just because of the field and how strong it is. Um, you know, the 80 that, that the, you know, MLF Bass Pro Tour have is it's going to be really hard for guys to go out year after year and win the, 
um, you know, win the angle of the years and win, uh, you know, our championship, the Red Crest. It's going to be it's going to be tough to do that over what it was, let's say, 15 years ago. Secondary um, question off of off of this same topic, boss man. What what how important to you personally is stacking an AOI next to your name in your legacy? You know, I, I would I would love to win Angler of the Year. That's one thing that I mean is the hard. That's that's the hardest thing to do. You know, you can win a tournament and you can win a championship, but uh, to win Angler of the Year, that mean I mean obviously everybody knows that means you have to have just a, a unbelievable year, and uh, that it's really hard to do. And so that's definitely on my goal going forward. It is every year, but. Uh, that that means you know that's that's probably the biggest uh biggest thing in 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 our sport is you know to win that i got you i got you well you're on you're on you're on the final question boss man you're on the final question here uh we talked about this a little bit in the green room pre-show talked about the explosion of popularity of kayak fishing Mm -hmm. and with the tournament of titans that native is hosting this weekend it's their inaugural event um major popularity behind kbf kayak bass fishing major popularity behind the hobie bass open series both of those have already announced national tours for next season uh there's a lot of speculation that we don't know yet i don't know when native is going to announce but i know that native's not you know they're not one and done from what we're understanding and hearing they're looking for a huge turnout this weekend over on gunnersville but it, it, it what what we're seeing in the in the growth and the explosion of kayak fishing um, the guys on your level and you, you, you understand what I mean by that. The guys on your level, how, how much do you guys look at that in your downtime or how much do you guys take serious some of these sticks? Because point blank, I'll be honest with you. We have some sticks and you're going to see that Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, how, I mean, how serious do you think the sport is starting to see at the level of composition competition that you're at? I mean, are, are the companies, are the guys, the anglers, are you guys taking notes? Because we're fishing the same bodies of water. And I heard you last night talking on KBN about, you know, you're not even sure what a, you know, what a five pound bass measures out at. So, I mean, are you guys, I mean, are y'all aware of what's going on in this space? Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely think that, uh, guys are aware of it you know i'm not going to say that you know we're, we there's so much that goes on in a year and and planning for a, a tournament series and um there's you know mlf tournaments how many we have a year it's hard to i don't even you know i get to fish a few local tournaments when i'm home in the fall um so it's hard for us to i guess keep up with everything that goes on but i from social media and that's kind of how I keep up with it. I'm sure other guys are the same way, um, but you know, it's it's hard for us to, I guess, t- to really keep an eye on it and know exactly, you know, who's winning all the tournaments. But I do, I do notice, um, you know, just like I said, from social media, that's probably the best way for us to keep up with it, and you know, kind of kind of see what's going on and it's just growing every year. I mean, that's, that's the number one. And I have, you know, with that being said, it's, it's a different game than what, you know, what we're used to obviously in big boats. Everybody knows that, that, you know, we can go anywhere all over the lake. And to me, the hardest part about 
you know, kayak fishing and the kayak tournaments is you have just as much probably planning and preparation and you have the fit, the physical side of it. Now that that's, that's the one thing that, that I'm really impressed with. And I know how hard it is to go out there and, you know, whether you're paddling or you have the pedal drive, you know, and doing that all day, that really is, um, that that's really tough, you know, from when you're used to just running a trolling motor and standing up all day and you completely change that. So the physical side of it, um, and, and that, that really kind of goes off the, the question a little bit, but I think guys are starting to notice, um, the kayak game, but it's just, uh, you know, there's just different levels. There's, there's so many different levels of, of tournaments and I personally just try to focus on, you know, what, what I have going on in a, not, not in a selfish way, but there's just, there's so many events to get, get ready for. And all let, let me, let me restructure that a little bit then. Okay. Let me restructure the question. So if you took the ADMLF guys and we put you guys on Sam Rayburn, yeah, right. Seminole, you know, pick a lake Gunnersville, yeah. whatever. Right. And you guys take all the tools, you're in your boats, you have, but you got to put in the map study and point blank, whether you're paddle pedal, whether you're paddling, pedaling, or whether you got a torpedo on the back and you, we, we've got a core from where you launch, you've got about a 13 mile radius right. that you can run in one of the, in one of these rigs. And that's an, and that's, that's a very genuine or uh, genuine. What's the word I'm looking for? G generous yeah. radius, right? Yeah. How much does that change? the mlf guys if y'all have all the same statistics you can be in your boat you can have your trolling motor but wherever you launch at you've got a 13 mile radius how much does that change the game for y'all you know like you know i guess in, in our tournaments we all take off from a certain location and most of the time we're looking for the most uh, non-obvious spots and just because those are the ones that aren't getting fished and we're usually spending you know i'll run the whole lake in 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 a in a day if it's a small lake trying to find the best that one spot on the whole lake and so it's it's different in in that aspect is you know you can just run anywhere and you know it, it's just a it's a different game i guess in the kayak world because like you said, you're, you're, you're more confined, especially if you don't have a trolling motor and you really have to pick that area apart, which can be, it really can. I mean, I've ran away from so many fish in my career, uh, you know, thinking I have to run a long ways or that's just kind of how we're the mindset of, uh, you know, guys in bigger boats is, you know, I got to run on this, the far farthest end of the lake where, when there's plenty of fish, and maybe one little section where you where you can load a load a boat or where you take off from even. Um, but so yeah, it, we we see that a lot actually. Where you know you you go you go you know you chase halfway across the lake. You know even in the kayak space, you know you go fish all day. You know ten miles away and you get back to the boat ramp. You see your truck and you hook an eight pounder. You're like what? Yeah, and we we use our our tools. I mean we I think the the bass fishing game is a whole. The you you see guys now. Um, and, and you have electronics on your, you know, on kayaks and, and big graphs and stuff like that. But there's, you know, certain tournaments that, um, you know, guys will, will use their electronics and, you know, with the, all the technology coming out with the, the live scopes and the live sites and all that, you don't see it a lot in, in 
I guess, publicized. Um, but there's there's a lot of that going on that can affect your outcome. Your your three guys running three sixty on their hummingbirds, um, you know, going out in the super strong current on St. Lawrence. You know, there's it's just it's changed so much over ten years, and I think that would throw guys off not having their equipment, not having you know having everything that they're they're set up that they're so used to basically their office and uh yeah. you know it's, it's just how it they- is. well that's the age-old question in the sport right because i mean even even 10 years ago you know there was conversation of you know nobody needs a 200 on the back of their boat you know a 150 at one point at one point yeah. was was extreme you know and now you know it's not a you know they're not going on every boat but now we're seeing 400s <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and and so you know like you know is there a ceiling is there going to be a, you know, like this is enough? Yeah. So, you know, I, I see some, I comment here, you know, talk, talking about how it's um, Kelly Reese, uh, you know, saying it's all about electronics. I mean, it, it is, it, the electronics, there's no doubt that it's changed the, the game in certain tournaments that if you did not have those electronics, the weights would be very, very, skewed and and they wouldn't wouldn't be near because you're you're going out finding these little rock piles to you know out in the middle of the lake or you know where if you didn't have those you wouldn't you would never be cast around that where there may be a you know a 25 pound limit of smallmouth and you may be fishing on a in an area that's you know may have 15 pounds and and those are the easiest ones to find catch so on so i don't see there being a ceiling just because the electronics companies and and the boat manufacturers the trolling motors um you know when when they give it to us you know they obviously want us to use them and and that 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 that, uh, drives sales and and all that so i think it's just the sport how it is now and, and that's why it's changed so much um you know in the last 10 years um and, and everything and it's just going to keep keep changing and um you know you don't have to have electronics obviously to, to win a, a, a tournament there's been probably more times than not this year that i wasn't even looking at my graph and i was fishing you know what was in front of me and stuff like that but overall it, it definitely changes the game you know from a um uh, you know you know from a kayak standpoint and, and just running out in the middle of the lake, you know, it, it's just, it's a little bit different from everything. So I think guys, if they were, if ever all the 80 anglers would have been thrown in kayaks, they would be, they would be going for a loop. They would be scratching their heads on how they need to approach a lake. And, uh, that's the whole mindset of it all from a kayak standpoint. It's just a different mind, different mindset, um, going into a tournament. I feel like, you know, rather than having a, a big, a big setup. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I don't, I don't think we're far out, you know, in the electronics world from, you know, you better look down 45 feet and, you know, and know whether or not that was a Budweiser can or a Michelob Ultra can. Right. So. Oh, no doubt. It's great. Yeah, like that's coming. That's it's coming. Great. It's hard for me to keep up. Yep. Well, uh, guys with that, I mean, that's, that's six questions up, six questions down the, the champ himself, Mr. Jordan Lee, absolutely crushing plead the fifth here on Westbrook Wednesday. If you guys just tuned in, y'all definitely need to go back and watch the rest of this episode. Go in and check it out live, or you can go to westbrooksupplyco.com. 
and uh, and cl- uh, forward slash Westbrook Wednesday and uh, and f- and follow this episode along with any of the back episodes that we've ever done. You guys can also find this as a podcast uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon on every podcast platinum uh, that's out there. Pretty much all of your big ones anyway. I think we feed to like thirteen podcast sites or some of like that, so you'll be able to go in there. Uh, Jordan, man, you've been utterly phenomenal, bro. What I'd love to do is roll out the red carpet for you. Let you kind of you know give a thanks to any kind of sponsors you want to. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what's going on in Gunnersville this weekend after that. Yeah, I mean, first off, thanks thanks for having me. Um, there's been a lot of people chiming in. It's pretty cool seeing everybody comment over here. Um, you know, just shout out to everybody watching and, uh, you know, just just tuning in. Um, love being on here and, and you know, talking, talking a little kayak fishing, talking just a little bit of life and fishing and all that. Um, so thanks, everybody, that, that – that, was on here and watching um but yeah we have the uh what's up walton uh we have the native guy made walton's day and that's cool uh, <laughs> kelly yep you're welcome man thanks for thanks for getting on here but uh yeah we had the, the native kayak tournament this weekend on gunnersville um it's the first kayak tournament i've ever fished um it's open to um anybody so if you're in the area you want to you want to come um there's details on native's website about the tournament and uh it should be a lot of fun um a lot of giveaways uh a lot of prize money out there so it's gonna be it's gonna be i want to say they're looking at like five grand for first plus a plus a native boat yeah and and then the stats going down from there brad pull the stats for me if you don't mind brad's on it right now so uh we're actually going to give away a uh, a native swag bag jordan do you have five more minutes man to hang out or do you need to run five more minutes for sure right, cool so so we're actually uh native uh has been phenomenal uh if you guys are unfamiliar westbrook supply co they're here in atlanta georgia and online at westbrooksupplyco.com we just became a native dealer about a month ago it kind of happened quietly with a lot of different things going on uh you know point blank and just being really honest we needed another good pedal drive in the shop, in the store, uh, you know, we're, we're one of the, you know, leading dealers, um, you know, uh, in the Southeast, uh, in the kayak market and, uh, and, you know, and, and native, uh, had some, had some products and had some boats that, that fill that filled a void that we had in the shop. So we brought that in. We've actually been kind of talking to some, some other native guys. We've got a couple of our, of our own Westbrook team guys that are fixing to move over into a couple of natives. Um, and kind of get us a little bit more familiar there. So it's one of those things where, you know, the entire native line is coming to the shops. If you guys are in the, in anywhere in the Southeast, you want to come by the shop and, uh, and check any of those out or hop on westbrooksupplyco.com and check that out. We're definitely proud now to be native, to be a native dealer. Um, they've got a phenomenal group of guys and some big hammers. You know, I know Steve Owens, who's actually this weekend's tournament director. I don't know what you know about Steve-O. Dude, Steve-O's a hammer, bro. And, uh, you know, and, and he's, uh, you know, Gunnersville and that whole Tennessee water chain. He's a, he not only is he a phenomenal tournament director, one of the best in the industry. Um, but, uh, but he's a hammer on the water. He's a name that I'm going to be watching for this weekend. Um, uh, he's, you know, he's a native guy, so many others, um, you know, coming out over that way. So whether you're in a native or not, or any kind of plastic boat, get on out of this tournament this weekend, Friday night, we're going to be over at goose pond. I do believe, I think that's correct. Somebody will correct me on that. If I'm wrong, we're going to be over there Friday night. Yeah. Goose pond Friday night for the, for the captain's meeting. And then uh, tournament kicks off. I believe lines in at six. All that stuff will be covered over there. But we're giving in. We're giving away one of those entry fees if we call your name in just a minute. And you guys have already entered. Native has not only said, "Hey, we're going to re- reimburse you." 
So not just native, just stepped to the plate heavy. They weren't just coming in and going, trying to get people to, to come in. They were like, Hey, we're going, we want to give this to anybody, open it to anybody. So if you guys entered in the contest today, um, then, uh, and we call your name and you've already, you've already put in your, uh, your, uh, entry. Uh, and again, you guys can go to tourney X. The entire tournament is going to be run on tourney X. Jordan, have you even downloaded that? Have you ever taken a picture of a fish on a board? Never, never taken a picture. <laughs> uh, don't have it downloaded either. I'm kind of a last minute guy, but I think I do have a login. Uh, and I, and I got, the, I do have all that. So you think you have a login. I, I was, I was told last night that I do. So, uh, so this is going to be new for me. I mean, I, I think I think I'm at a big disadvantage, to be honest with you, because I, I Jordan, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I would never doubt you, but I'm telling you right now, you're at a major disadvantage. Yeah, major disadvantage, which I, I actually love. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, All right, so you see this little guy right here? One six of those comment on the screen. Uh, he says, 10 hours of fish." This is Josh Stewart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a name to watch out for. This is a guy that will eat your sack lunch on Gunnersville. I'm just telling you right now. So I believe it. I, I feel like it's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm not talking any smack because uh, I feel like my lunch is gonna be eight uh, this weekend. Well, I, I I tell you what. On behalf of the entire kayak community, bro, and not that I speak for all of them, but I'm a fan of the sport above everything, man. What you're doing and coming out here and putting your putting taking time away from you and your wife and your downtime to to come out and support these guys. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna be hit selfie central. Just be ready to smile. I know that's your personality anyway. But uh, you know, you've got a giant fan base in this community, and guys are not only coming out to gun for you. Uh, but guys are going to be excited just to shake your hand, meet you, spend some time talking with you, you know, whether it's around the grill or around the bumper, showing off some of these boats, some of this stuff, uh, you're definitely going to be in for a weekend of learning some stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's why, I'm, that's why I'm doing it. Not only if, if you know, with native, but, uh, just overall, just, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, if you ever decide to leave that 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 MLF tour, bro, we'll we'll gladly bring you in on any you know any any of our tours. You're welcome to step down. You know, I mean, yeah, you can even bring you can even bring Sage with you, bro. Man, yeah, so you, you can't do that with MLF. You can't you can't take Sage with MLF, right? That would be a bonus for sure. See, I see. I'm telling you guys, we're gonna keep working on. We're gonna wear this man down, Brad. We have a winner. I don't think we do, do we? Uh, no. uh let's go in here and find a winner. I'm just gonna pick somebody randomly, right? Because it's Westbrook Wednesday, and that's kind of how we can do it. Uh. Jordan, give me a number, one through 30. 12. Oh, snap, 12. I'm from Bama. I can't count that high, man. Let me take my shoes off. I'm a Bama fan, bro. I can't count the 12. Thomas Rice. Thomas Rice. Congratulations, my buddy. If he's watching, you guys tag him. If he's not watching, you guys tag him. Thomas Rice, you, sir. Just won your entry into this weekend's tournament of Titans, presented by Native Kayaks um, and a and a Native uh, swag bag. Uh, we'll get you some hats, some stickers, uh, you know, pretty much whatever I can suck out of Native. We'll get in the mail over to you. Drop in the DMs, bro, and let us know. Uh, but uh, uh, the champ, Mr. Jordan Leeds, pulled your number, Thomas Rice. Y'all make sure y'all give him a Congrats. a big sh- congratulations. So Ryan Lambert is running this thing too. And he says, having beer and music there. Perfect, Ryan. Thank you so much, man. This is going to be a shindig. It's definitely going to be something to do. Uh, I tell you what, if you guys are anywhere close over to Gunnersville, get over there Saturday night for the weigh-in. I want to say they're doing weigh-in at seven o'clock. Somebody correct me on that if I'm wrong, but uh, weigh-in at seven o'clock. I think they're looking at some, like I said, some cold beer and some music. 
hang out, rub elbows, grab a selfie with Jordan Lee. He just committed to taking selfies with every single human being that's there. I don't know if that many people want to take pictures with me, but <laughs> maybe one or two. It'll be good stuff, man. Well, dude, you've been a, uh, you've been a, an amazing sport, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and having some conversation with us. And uh, you know, uh, we'll we look forward to seeing you on Saturday, bro. Be be, yeah. be prepared. You, I'm no joke. If you go fish tomorrow, even if you take your big boat, take that board, bro, and take some pictures. I'm telling you, that's don't, the hardest part. Don't worry. Yeah, I I got the board, and I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be laughing probably a lot when I if I do catch a bass. Um, <laughs> if if I catch a bass, you're Jordan Lee. If I catch a bass, they don't jump in the boat though. They don't whatever. Jump in the boat. If I do catch one, I'm probably going to be laughing the first one that I, that I take pictures of because it's going to be, uh, you know, a new new kind of deal for me. Yeah, but, well, it can't be a selfie. Like, you've got to actually, like, there's a way you got to have hand identifier. I'm, like, I'm trying to get prepared. I've, I've already got oh God. something that, that, you know, where I, where I put my phone in where it's not going to, you know, get wet and all that. So, Look, I'm, man, rem- you know, you, I know, I know you fish with Steve-O go. I'm, I'm telling you right now, don't d- dude. Uh, I, <laughs> Steve-O is who you want to listen to. All the other guys will give you terrible advice. I'm just telling you right now, Steve-O will tell you the right way. He's the best okay. guy over there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you've been a champ, dude. I appreciate it. And I'll see you on Saturday, brother. All right. Thank y'all. Thanks so much, Jordan. All right, guys, that does it. What a phenomenal show. That was Jordan Lee, guys. That was the Jordan Lee for a little bit over an hour, spending some time talking with us about the kayak community and about life. Uh, what a great show. If you guys got any questions, got any comments, or you missed anything, make sure that you guys go to westbrooksupplyco.com forward slash uh, Westbrook Wednesday and, uh, and, and, and watch the rest of this episode and all of the others. Uh, next week's interview and giveaway is, uh, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's just as big. It's just as big. So check out the podcast, and more importantly, go to tourneyx.com and, uh, and, and enter in for this weekend's uh, Tournament of Titans presented by Native Kayaks. It's going to be a great, great time. Thank you guys all so much for the support. Uh, B-Rad, we leave anything out? Uh, most moon pies eaten 69 and 8 minutes. This is where my mom... What? 69 moon pies in 8 minutes? Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, moon pies. I'm going to go, I'm going to the store right now. I'm going to go get a banana. What's a banana moon pie is my favorite. Uh, what is, were you a chocolate moon pie? Yeah. Dude, dude, what? Uh, somebody commented that they didn't even know what a moon pie was. Bro. I, yeah. I don't know who that, I don't know who that was, but that was a terrible comment. I'll go in the car. We got to go. Like it's the show. We'll catch you guys. Y'all see, we can't get nothing done. Jordan Lee was on the show. All right, guys, we're out. As always, I'm Scott Butcher. That's B-Rad, Mr. Brad Cody. Tag your dreams. We'll see you. Holla. How do you turn this thing off? Anybody know where the button?